welcome back to the Jessica Hazeman podcast. Today's episode is a book review, which is totally not normal on this podcast, but I typically read for pleasure. I don't read a lot of like informational books, but as a parent, um, I want to educate myself as much as possible. So I got this book, Montessori from the Start, and read it. And I have to say, um, it was hard to pick up. It wasn't like a, a thrilling book. So it took us probably three months to read, and it's really not that long of a book. But um, I had a hard time picking it up when I had free time. That was like not the first thing that I wanted to do. So if reading is hard for you, um, you'll probably be in the same boat as me where I was like, I wish I would have just read a blog post that summed this book up or listened to a podcast that summed this book up. If you're somebody who loves to read and like you just just consume information, then I definitely recommend reading it. Um, But I just felt like the whole time I was reading it, I was like, I wish that it was just shorter. This seems so lengthy to get the point across. Um, also want to state that I have a minor in early childhood education. So I studied Maria Montessori. I read her actual notes. I read her actual research. Um, I studied her practices probably seven years ago when I was in school. So I had some knowledge of the Montessori method in the back of my head. Um, And I also want to state that um, for those of you that don't know me, I nannied a family for seven years. So I nannied a a few different families, but I was with one family from the age of six months old, the youngest was, to he was seven and a half when I finally left. So I was with them for seven years. A lot of that early childhood education came from me. Um, So I do have experience raising kids. I'm working with their parents, of course, and going along with like the disciplinary disciplinary approaches that they wanted, but also incorporating a little bit of what I've got. So I say all that because my review of the book brings all of that in and I want that to be information that you guys have. So overall, I thought that the book was aggressive. Um, In it, it's very, um, if I was not breastfeeding, I would feel like personally attacked. Like you have to breastfeed and then you have to wean that baby off and it's your decision as a parent and you have to do this. It was very like, this is the only way that you're going to have a successful child is if you follow everything that's in this book. And it was, it was aggressive. Um, I kept feeling, I kind of was laughing out loud reading it because I was like, oh my God, like, no, you do not have to do it this way. Yes, doing it this way might elicit the results that you want, but I have personal experience raising these other kids as a nanny and seeing that we didn't, they didn't have wooden toys. They had every plastic toy under the sun. They were so spoiled when it came to toys. They had aunts and uncles and grandparents. I It was overwhelming how many toys they had, but it didn't make them... They were great kids. They didn't have the terrible twos. They didn't have tantrums when they were three. They were really great kids and they had plastic toys, which like according to this book, if you have plastic toys, your child is not going to develop correctly. <laughs> like It was very strongly opinionated. Um, so yeah, I, that was like my overall review is like, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to this like it's the Bible because, um, it, 
has a lot of discrepancies that I would argue. That being said, I think if you did follow it to a T and that made you comfortable to follow it to a T, I think that'd be great. I think all of the things that she suggests are awesome, but do I feel like they are 100% necessary to have a successful child? No. I think that there's many different children out there. There's many different approaches. And as a parent, you have different priorities and they might not perfectly align with those um, that are in this book. That being said, right off the bat, I love the wooden toy approach. We don't have a lot of plastic toys because I don't like the look of them. Um, do I feel like um, having plastic toys would be detrimental to her development? No, but I just like the look of the wooden toy. So yes, I follow that aspect of it. Um, and there's a lot of things in here where I'm like, oh, I really like that. I want to implement that as a part of my parenting, not because I'm scared that if I don't, Adeline's going to turn into a delinquent. Um, no, not at all. But there were things that they suggested that I was like, I really love that. Um, so that's what I kind of want to go through is the things that I highlighted in my Kindle and talk about the things that I did really enjoy about this book. So um, one thing that she talked about was how you don't want to distract your child when they are concentrating or they have succeeded in doing something. And so when they are um, really focused on playing, letting them play and letting them discover and figure things out themselves is really beneficial for them because they're focused. You don't want to say, oh, good job, Adeline. And now she's like, oh, mom, I'm going to focus on mom now. We want her to stay focused on what she's doing. So letting, observing, and not interrupting while she is focused. That being said, also when she does something successful, if she looks to you for, was that good? Absolutely smile and clap and reward her. But not necessarily like if she stands up on her own and she's super concentrated, be like, oh my God, good job, Adeline, because then she's going to look at me and be distracted. So waiting to give that praise as well as like trying not to interrupt their play was something that they talked a lot about. Um, and I really liked that concept. So I actually talked to Alexander about that. All of the things that I highlighted, I was like, ooh, I'm going to tell my husband that and we're going to work on that together. Um, Another thing was talking about practical life. Um, and I have known that I wanted to do as much independence training, I guess is how I thought of it, with Adeline. So I want to teach her to put her own clothes on. I want to teach her to um, tie her own shoes and brush her own hair and do all of those things um, as like giving her independence. But there was a lot of talk about like, you kind of do things as a parent automatically that you don't realize. And so after reading that, I was like really intentional with thinking, okay, what can Adeline do? What can I allow her to do? So that first day while well, we were eating, doing baby led weaning, and I always give her a glass and I help her drink it and she does so good with it. And I was like, wow, I'm realizing that I am helping her, but I've never let her try to grab the glass herself and I did. I just sat it in front of her and I watched her go for it. And she went with one hand. So I was like, oh, two hands and kind of guided her other hand there. And she grabbed the glass completely on her own, brought it to her mouth and drank it herself. So right there was an example of like, wow, I've been doing something for her and not letting her even try to have that independence. So I really liked that. Um, 
Another example that they talk about is that practical life is just setting up the environment to allow them. Having a functional kitchen. Um, if you've been on TikTok, you've probably seen like you can turn the IKEA kitchen into an actual functional kitchen that will allow them to um, work. Come on, Kindle. Allow them to um, be able to actually do things in the kitchen as well as having like a little grooming station. So that was one thing that I highlighted was like, oh, I want to get like a mirror that's eye level for her with a brush and um, anything else that she needs right there so that she can have access to it and do it. Um, so yeah, that was one of the big things that I marked was like that independence, not only um, setting them up and setting their environment up to succeed with independence, but also like trying to take a step back and really looking at every opportunity to be like, oh, can you take your feet out of your pants by yourself? Yeah, my 10-month-old can do that. And I had never even like given her the opportunity to try. So that was really cool. Um, what else? Yeah. So I think like allowing them to learn to do things themselves is really important. She also talked a lot about routines and my husband and I have talked a lot about this because we are not routine people um, for the most part. Obviously, like we have routines that we're not even aware we're doing, but um, we're not like a morning routine person, nighttime routine. So we've been really working on it because it is routines are so beneficial, beneficial for kids. Um so we've been working on trying to have that routine because then Adeline will be able to, you know, be a little bit more independent early because she knows the process, she knows the routine, she knows what to expect, and then we'll be able to take over that quicker rather than like if every morning we're doing something different, she really doesn't know what to expect and doesn't know how to go about things. So routine was another really big one. But that being said, like, I was a nanny and we didn't have a strict routine and those kids figured it out. Like they were able to adjust to my life um, and my chaotic brain of like, oh, we're going to the library today or oh, we're doing this today. So yes, I like the idea of having a routine because I'm like, oh, that that makes a lot of sense. Is it detrimental if we never become routine people? Probably not. Um, or at least I don't have experience with it being detrimental. Um. They also, she kept referring to a Michael Olaf catalog, which I haven't checked out, but that was one thing that I was like, all right, Michael Olaf has some good toys, could be a good um, list that you send your family for Christmas. Who knows? I don't know. I'll have to look into that. Um, going in that independence um, concept of like doing things and having routine, um, when you do things in the same order, uh, when you do baby led weaning and you put the baby in the high chair and then you put their bib on and then you lay out the placemat and then you lay out the silverware and then you put the plate down and then the cup down and then they eat. And when they're done eating, you clean up together and then you wash your hands and then you go take a nap, however it is. Having that routine every single time will allow them when they are able to do things in the right 
in that the right way, but the way that makes sense so that their brain can start like, okay, this is step one, step two, step three. Same thing with like dressing the baby. Being on the same page with your partner was a big thing for Alexander and I. I was like, we need to dress her the same way. So, you know, pulling up her shirt first, buttoning, pulling up her pants, then her socks, um, and talking through it so that she knows what's going on and then eventually can be a part of that. Um, yeah, I talked a lot about ritual and order and routines. Um, I also marked like a lot of the recommendations for products. So like a child size brush, a small basket, a stand up mirror for that grooming station. Um, talking about language, um, language is so important and it's so easy to just do things and not talk, um, talk to your child. So everything, like the simplest thing, especially like even newborns, start it while babies are in your tummy, start talking to them about what's going on. And then when you have a newborn, every time you're changing their diaper or walking around the house or outside on a walk, like talking to them and um, using that language so that they can develop it. So important. Um, one thing I thought was interesting was the speed of a child's brain remains half that of an adult brain until the child is approximately 12 years old. And I think this is really interesting because you see like baby talk and you hear people like talk really slow and you just kind of don't understand why, but this makes sense. Like when you read a book in a, in, in, with inflection and slow and they're able to like be more engaged and interact because they can kind of keep up with what you're doing as opposed to just like zooming through the book. So that was one thing where I was like, oh, like I'm going to slow down, especially when I'm asking Adeline something, giving her time to respond. So if um, I say like, can I have a high five? Giving her a second to be like, oh yeah. Um, and you might see more results giving your child that extra like little bit of time because for us, we're like, okay, I need an immediate response and she's not even getting the opportunity to respond. Love that. Um, oops. Let's see. Any other good things we've got? She also talked about how like not having um, books as toys was important. Um, I somewhat disagreed personally um, with that because I was like, I love that Adeline is grabbing the books. She's flipping the pages. She's looking at the pictures um, and they're kind of like a toy to her right now. She's just using them as exploration. Obviously, she's not reading. So I was like, well, I I still keep um, her books available to her, but she talks about having it like in a set place for reading time only. So take it or leave it. Um, same thing with music, like not having music in the background to just be in the background, but having it be intentional, like you're dancing or singing or um, playing instruments to the music because it's so important. Take it or leave it again. Um Let's see. I'm, I'm hesitating. I'm reading through my notes. What do I like? Um, one thing, a couple other things, I guess. Um, talking about will and independence. Um, super interesting chapter. Again, I was like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't think this is actually the result if you do it this way. But 
Um, I did like a couple of things, which was like, that made sense. Having a routine, babies know what to expect and they're really not going to fight it as much. So if like every day you wake up, you brush your hair, you brush your teeth, you go eat breakfast, you play at the park, then you go down for a nap, they're going to be like, okay, I know what to expect and not really fight it as much as if like some days you go to the park and some days you go to the grocery store. Because then they're like, well, why can't it be a park day today? I don't want to go to the grocery store, that kind of thing. So you can see how like more problems arise if you change up the routine. And I was like, okay, I could get that. I could understand. But again, like with the kids that I needed, I never had that problem. We were super sporadic. We did different things every day. We never really had like a terrible two tantrum stage. So I don't know. I liked it though. I was like, that, that does make sense. Um, kids, young kids are not able to fathom a resolution. So for example, when they're cold, all they can think about is that they're cold. They're not thinking, oh, I need a jacket. Um, so think like remembering that while they are, um, getting like not getting into trouble, but when they're like engaged in something, that's the only thing that they're focused on. They're focused on one thing. Um, and you reasoning with them might it like it, they don't care about the reason they're just focused on that one thing. So what, immediately what comes to mind is Adeline loves to crawl on over to Bali's, um, dog food bowl and wants to play with the dog food and we don't let her. So typically either like my husband or I will like run up and swoop her up and take her to the playroom and encourage her to play. And two things here is one, we want to teach her that we respect her as a person and not just like pick her up like a lump of clay is what she uses in this. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. So like getting in front of her and saying, hey, we're going to, you know, go play with the toys and kind of distract her by using something else to draw her attention to. Because at this point in her life, say, like explaining to her like, oh, we don't eat dog food. Dog food is icky. All she's thinking about is I want this dog food. She's not listening to any reasoning that we're putting out there. So I thought that was interesting. Like, okay, we just need to focus on the redirection right now and doing it in a respectful way because she is a human and not a lump of clay. <laughs> um, Yeah. Being sure, um, confident in your parenting decisions uh, was a theme that was um, portrayed through the whole book. But um, I just really like, as you can tell, like the parts I really liked were the parts that, you know, encouraged baby's independence and how can we do that. Um, But not necessarily um, if you don't let your child comb their own hair, they are going to turn into a disaster. I don't believe it. I combed the little girl's hair every single day. She never combed her hair. I braided it. I did her hair so cute every single day. I was so, I was like a little hairdresser. I loved it. Um, And on top of it, I gave her her iPad while she did it. Like I'm not giving Adeline an iPad yet, but like I did things that, you know, Maria Montessori would not be happy about and neither would this author. (laughs) They would be horrified by it, but they turned out to be great kids. So I took everything with a grain of salt. Um, But overall, I think it has a lot of good points, a lot of good recommendations and 
you know, activities to try and things to kind of have in the back of your mind while you're working on creating a little independent human. But um, I think it got pretty, pretty well summed up in a, in this podcast. I don't know. I definitely missed some stuff, but that was, those were the big points for me. (laughs) So I don't know. Did you guys enjoy this? Because I feel weird just sitting here talking about a book, but hopefully that was helpful for any of you that don't like to read. Yay. All right. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode as I tried something new. If you enjoyed it, let me know, send me a message, leave a rating review and share it with your friends. If you want to find out more information, head to my website at jessicahazeman.com. 